Hello. Welcome to the My AirPods Finally Connected podcast. Man, Ricky Stark's walkout is too good. As a I I wish I could hear it. It was it was playing in the in the starting soon. I'll say I adjust my camera real quick. Oh, oh. Fine. Um Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I'm your very sleepy host. You literally, I made you a cup of coffee. There you go. Coffee. We both have coffee at at 10 p.m. It's not doing anything. Make it work. Oh, did I make you fake coffee? You may have. Mm. The, I think it was um, the Hawaiian hazelnut one. So good. It's good. It's really yummy. Delicious. Yeah. It just regular coffee. I think I've been spoiled for regular coffee at this point because uh, like all I can drink is like cold brew, and that sometimes helps. I feel like that's the same strength. No, cold brew stronger. Is it? I think so. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I'm your host, Liz. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host. Hello. Marcus. Hello, hello. Uh, let me just get this out of the way. After our uh, best of the night tonight, we'll be doing our predictions for SummerSlam. Uh, we might be covering that on Sunday, but follow us on Twitter at Pinfall Podcast to stay in the know on whether or not we will be covering that for sure. Uh, then after we do our predictions, we'll be answering your questions live on the show, or if you're watching on YouTube, uh, answering your comments. If you're watch- listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash pinfall podcast to chat with us live. All right. So impact. Uneventful. Yeah. Yeah. More honor no more being losers. Um, Kushida was cool. Kushida was cool. Barely any Bolt Club shit. Yeah. Barely any Josh Alexander shit. Yeah. All the cool stuff was like Barely any VBD stuff. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, very specifically, VBD intentionally giving us less of themselves. Yeah. Um. Not even any Macklin. We didn't get Macklin with Sammy. Um, we didn't get Speedball at all. Um, we we barely got Chelsea and Deanna. Barely got Rosemary and Taya. The main people that were featured today were fucking Honor No More. They're loser asses. I love how much you hate them. They're just... it. It is... They are the most pathetic faction in all of wrestling. Like, it's not... Like, I'm not joking. They are pathetic. In kayfabe. Purely in kayfabe. Like, their writing is dog shit. It's because... That's fair. They're just, like, running around. They're, like... (laughs) They constantly think Impact is after them and, like, out to get them. So what do they do? Now they actually do something that like affects the production. They they cut the feed, and they're like, okay, you gave us a match, fine, that's cool. Like I feel like Retribution was more impactful than Honor No More. Yo, know, I miss Retribution. Remember when Mustafa 
like revealed that he was like the leader of retribution everyone was like that was that was the coolest part what? of retribution everything else sucked <laughs> um no mace and t-bar were the best part thank you though you mean marseille sorry yeah well marseille what a weird experience the whole maximum maximum male models maximum male. yeah that's a fucking weird thing that's happening they're probably gonna be gone come smackdown with the triple h yeah that's very which sucks because they're actually kind of funny yeah but those very much a vinceism yeah i still kind of weird to like for the whole like max dupree thing mm -hmm. anyway well, yeah. that that's not impact. Today's impact again it's featured a bunch of losers. Um opening match, Eddie Edwards versus Ace Austin where Eddie won somehow. Eddie and PC are the only two people who can get wins in Honor No More. But even then, he got it off the uh the fall guy in Bullet Club. The newbie. Yeah. Um, which Chris Bay's not even the newbie anymore. Um, then we had Laredo Kid and Trey Miguel versus Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice. That was kind of uneventful. We we had there were only two matches today, only two that were over five minutes long. The opening match and the main event. Now, yeah, and these matches weren't very. Exciting. Yeah. Now contrast that to last week when there was barely any story advancement, but we had three or four solid matches that were all over like 15 minutes long. Like, I, I don't know what happened. These tapings, I don't know what's going on, but like, I don't know if they plan this shit out where they're like, all right, one week we'll have you know, some really long, solid matches the next week is all on or no more. <laughs> is that the thinking? Like, Kushida... I guess. I don't know. The only good thing about today was Kushida versus, versus Rich Swan. I got 20 minutes. That was sick. I don't know. Um, I mean, it... Fucking Raj Singh and Shara were more prominent in today's episode than any of the champions. Raj Singh. Now, uh, we forgot to mention Alex Shelley. He was very prominent in today's episode, but mostly in video packages. Yeah. Yeah, which, it was a good video package. It was. Um... But uh, before we get to that video package, after that tag match, we had Tiffany Nieves versus Jada Stone. Jada Stone? Jada Stone? I think Jada. I think it was Jada. Jada Stone. I think it was Jada. Uh, two OVW talents that uh, I think passed some kind of recruitment test or something. Uh, they they had OVW had like a, a tournament or something. I think they've had something like this before because we've we've heard of some challenge winners that appear on the show um but that match after it featured the debut of uh killer kelly or the return of killer kelly which was awesome she looks fantastic and 
hopefully uh, she's going to shake up the knockouts division. Um, we had Shira versus Josh Alexander. That was a very short match. That didn't. That wasn't really for anything. Um. Uh, oh God! What what else happened? I think we've lost him, folks. From from that match, from Josh Alexander to the main event is all promos and interviews. That was it. Yeah. One, what, how many matches were there? One, two, three, four, five, and only two of them were over five minutes. Oh, boy. Impact is so oh. bizarre. One week they can... There's a good chance that yeah. the this and the news will probably take longer than recapping the oh, show. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, but it just feels like one week Impact can be like hot shit with insane matches featuring some of the best talent that is like, like Impact exclusive guys. And then the next week, it could be the most boring show imaginable. Like I was more interested yeah. in washing the dishes than, than watching today. <laughs> Yeah. Um but yeah, we'll talk more during the the recap. Liz, do you want to do some uh news? Yeah, let's do the news. Um not a ton of news today, if I'm being very, 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 very honest with you. Um let's see, what do we have first? Our first piece of news today is going to be we literally i think only have wwe news actually um one piece of wwe news is um, a leaked memo came out that apparently wwe employees are um prohibited from buying or selling wwe stock um the information it's from wrestlenomics um it's a message from the senior VP um, that says, please be advised that in light of recent developments, the company's trading window is closed effective immediately for all employees. Until further notice, you are prohibited from any purchases or sales of company securities. You're also instructed not to speak with others about this note, which is ironic because it's being spoken about with others. From what I've heard, because WWE is a publicly traded company, it's pretty common for something like that to happen after their earnings call. Yeah. Which just happened. Um, um, yeah. It's also probably just. I, I'm wondering if there's a way for it to be framed. Should somebody like take advantage of the fact that like the stock is like skyrocketing, for it to be in some ways insider know-how. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This just screams... Uh, I don't know why there's so many articles about this. From what I've seen, it just seems like routine stuff. Like them being told not to trade. I think it's just interesting that this is a memo that's going out. Clearly, it's not something that's just common every day, whatever, whatever, because it's being spoken about so much, so there's got to be something more to mm -hmm. it. And the fact that it's in a memo that they were like, please don't talk about this to anybody. Mm -hmm. 
that's kind of where like it becomes a little bit of a oh okay wouldn't that be considered inside trading though if they were to talk about it to people that they're not allowed to trade their stocks no that um with the memo saying that they're not allowed to talk to anyone about it if they were to talk to others wouldn't that be considered inside trading no, the if they were to talk to others about the fact that they're not allowed to buy or sell stocks, that doesn't have. Oh, I I misinterpreted. I thought you were, you were like it was saying like, don't talk to others about trading the stocks or shares no. or whatever. Yeah, no, no, no. Just don't tell other people that we sent this memo out. And yet, there are articles about it now. Yep. Um, also, there are some WWE tryouts happening right now. And the WWE has signed more than a dozen athletes, apparently. Um, apparently, the company said that um, it, it's it's people from different Walks points life. of know-how. No, just like people who like know how to wrestle and people who don't know how to wrestle. Okay. Um, good mix but the total is more than 20 nice one of the names um, that apparently uh stood out I, I don't know if you were going to mention this i was okay um i'll let you go ahead. one of the names that that apparently stood out was dwight howard famous basketball player for the lakers um he, he apparently cut a great promo but uh, also, he has a back issue, from what I've heard. Um, enough, enough of an issue to, for people to make jokes that he takes one uh, back body drop and is, is suddenly a uh, brand ambassador. Mm -hmm. Credit Seahawk to that one. That's fine. Sorry, I've got like... Yeah, you got something going on. I have hair that I can feel up here, and then like... Feel like I get it, and it comes like down here. It feels it's I'm I'm having trouble right okay. now. I'm gonna be honest with you. Interesting. Um. Also, in my final piece of news, it's just that apparently, um, according to Dave Meltzer, um, there's going to be some attempts made to reconcile with Sasha and Naomi. Um, obviously, at this point, they are, for all intents and purposes, gone. Um, not in the WWE anymore. But now that Vince is gone, um, there's nothing certain, but there are probably going to be attempts. I mean, I, 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 as most people could imagine, because they're two of some of the best uh, talents in the world, and it would be a huge mistake for WWE to just let them go. Uh, especially since Vince yeah. seems like the main reason why they're leaving. So, hopefully that works out and they can hold on to Sasha and Naomi. Um, especially since they got this whole revamp going. Yeah. Um, I've got I've got one last piece of news before we move on. Apparently Road Dog, uh, former... Uh, uh, executive with NXT. He was on Busted Open Radio. And this is reported by Fightful. Um, he was talking about how he would go back to NXT, 
and then it's it's this is such a foot in your mouth quote that he makes he says uh i'm not retired i'm unemployed uh, i see things on tony khan's tv show that appall me uh i could i could help with that I have been begging him for a job on every platform I can, and I want to know the reason why he won't hire me. Well, Road Dog. There are so many layers to that. First off, why would you openly admit to begging for a job? Second, uh, the reason he might not hire you is because you literally said that some of the things on his show appall you. Yeah. Yeah, not a not not your not the the glowing um remarks you want to make prior to the interview. Yeah. And at the same time he says that there's stuff he could help with, but at the same time the show that he was he was on NXT did worse numbers than AEW. So why would Tony Khan be interested in Road Dog when when the show he was producing did significantly worse than the show uh, he wants to be hired on? Yeah. Um, especially with Road Dog's uh, reputation, as his uh, reputation with talent and so on being not so favorable. Yeah. Yeah. Not a. Again, not not the best resume there. Yeah. All right, you want to talk about today's impact? I do. This time, I want to actually change the sign. I feel like the uh, the Ric Flair moment of the week was more memorable than this entire episode. <laughs> it was funny. It was it was that great woo off between Jay Lethal and Ric Flair, legendary moment. So great. I remember. I remember when people were were making memes of that when that first happened, like so long ago. When did that happen? That was like uh, mid, somewhere between two thousand five, two thousand ten. Um, if not earlier than that. Woo off twenty fourteen. No, because that's a uh, flashback posted in in. 2015. Best of... Oh, wait, wait. Best... 2010. It's 2010. I, I, yeah, I remember when that shit was uh, being posted. It was great. So great. Alright, so today's Impact. Eddie Edwards versus Ace Austin open up the show. It was a fun enough match. Yeah. Um, Ace proposes... Eddie attacks him. Um, Ace ends up getting Eddie on the ground, gets his arm, paper cuts in between the fingers. We then get a chop to Ace ringside, and then we go back in the ring, um, wrenching Ace against the ropes. Ace gets put up top and chopped, but Ace kind of like rolls down with a victory roll um, and then hits a fancy little sword of glory onto Eddie over the ropes. Um, however, Eddie ends up getting a backpack driver um to ace austin austin then sets up for the fold but then kenny king who is ringside with chris bay uh distracts ace and then bay kind of like is like 
given his two cents, they both get kicked out. Bay then attacks, uh, gets attacked by King, like kind of like decked. Um, so Ace kicks him upside the head, and then Bay gets into the rain, dives out onto King. Ace then goes for the fold again, gets launched into the buckles, and like it was high up, so like he kind of fell right around the, the good old neck area. Not the top of his head, but still it was a high landing. Um, then we get a kick across the face of Edwards. It's not enough for the pin, though. Goes for the fold again, gets powerbomb before being hit with a Tiger Driver, before being hit with a Die Hard Driver, and before Eddie Edwards winning. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just... There's only so many times you can do faction versus faction with a single faction. Like... I, on a scale like this, like I know AEW's whole thing is constant factions versus factions, which is fine because they shake it up every faction, every, every faction's different. But I don't know mm-hmm. more, it's like... Like the concept was cool going into it, but now that Ring of Honor's back, the concept of Honor No More is really dumb. Especially when you have Vincent, who was on their last pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man. You were, you, you've been holding yeah. their title this whole time. Fucking, like... <sighs> it's just so dumb. It's so dumb. Oh, God. And, and it doesn't... I feel bad because they have so many great talents in that faction, like Eddie Edwards, uh, Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, all great talents that feel so, like, just completely underutilized being in this faction. It feels like it's weighing them down so much. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, OGK should be shining in the tag division when instead they're in the 10-man division. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but after that match, we had... Yeah. Hmm. I was going to say that it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous that it's taking them this long to get a title shot because they are actually like a bona fide tag team and it's like... Just the way that this has all been booked is just such a fucking mess. I think they did have a title shot previously, though. I think so. I think they did. I don't remember them having a title shot. I know they were in the they were in that gauntlet for the title. Um, let's see. There's an easy way for me to look this up. Matt Taven. Um, Impact. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, they were in the, in April. They were in the elimination challenge. And that is, yeah, that's it. That's the only title shot they got. Yeah. That is weird. Damn. I feel like Eddie Edwards should have been like, he should have had an opportunity at the Impact World title. Like, I don't know. There is a way they could have done Honor No More to be interesting. And now that they have their own... Heath... Heath is their honor hunter or whatever. 
Like, that's another way to drag you down. Your hunter yeah. is Heath. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought... It's not great. I thought Kaz was a bad hunter. But Heath is terrible. Listen, Heath always gets his man. I mean, Heath's been attacking them, sure. But... It's just the concept of Heath being the one hunting you. The, the, the man yeah. whose gimmick is being a father. <laughs> like, I, I... They, they should have done Bullet Club, Honor No More, ages ago. Ages. I know they did it a little bit. I think they did it a little bit, but they, I don't think they ever fully uh, did the, ten, the five on five. Did they? I don't, I, don't, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's been so much time and so much of the same that I really actually don't know. Well, they did have um, July 2nd a, an eight-man with Bullet Club. Okay. They had the America's Most Wanted Heath and Good Brothers versus Honor No More. Um, yeah, Impact Originals vs. Honor No More in June. Good Brothers. Oh, they did do, at Under Siege, they did a 10-man. But they should do, they should do a 12-man. Get PCO in there. Like, use the- well, I think PCO is, like, being let, left out for a reason. You, like, story reasons? Yeah. I mean, maybe, but that, that also doesn't make sense because he's the only one getting wins aside from Eddie Edwards, you know. It doesn't, winning but jobber matches. No, not a lot of this makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it's just... I don't know. It's so, so bizarre how they're handling Honor No More. You would think it would be like an easy booking, but no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But speaking of Honor No More, we had an interview with Heath, who apparently attacked Kenny King during the match or something. Um, <laughs> no, Heath attacked Vincent um, during, uh, or was played his music um, during the BTI match. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Okay. Cause, oh, yeah, because they played the footage beforehand. Uh, he said, I tried to do it the right way with Honor No More. They fight dirty. My friend is on the shelf for months. The redhead rebel is going to hit everyone, every one of them, with a wake-up call. Redhead rebel. Dude, dude, if my hunter is Heath, I'm quitting. I'm clearly not good enough. <laughs> I'm not good enough heal to warrant a good hunter. <laughs> like... My hunter should be like fucking, uh, I don't know, um, Moose. <laughs> like, Sammy, yeah. Sammy Callahan would be a better hunter than Heath. <laughs> Sammy! Oh, wait. God. You know who would be an amazing hunter for Honor No More if they booked, like, the past few months completely different? Steve Macklin. With that, like, with that marine background, him, like, putting on the war paint and going after all six of them, 
That would at least be a lot more interesting than fucking Heath. <laughs> what are they fucking- hang on. I- I don't want to say this wrong, so I'm gonna try to... What? Um... Semperfy, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> I just- no, I just- I just can imagine Steve Macklin backstage in a ghillie suit. <laughs> just... Oh my god. Wait, what if it's- <laughs> Alternate timeline right now. Instead of going- instead of siding and learning under Johnny Swinger, what if Zicky Dice learned under Macklin? Doing this whole uh, honor no more hunting, and so trying to be a marine himself, Zicky Dice like overdoes it, gets a ghillie suit, and hides with fucking Macklin in the bushes, like outside of the building for like an entire day. I love it. Scott Demore, hire us. Oh, it's it's coming, gone. And like retcon everything that you've done for a little yeah, while. Let's go back in time for a little bit. Make Steve Macklin a face, and then let's redo this. <laughs> god. Oh my god. Like, don't even do faction versus faction, just do Honor No More versus Macklin and Zicky yeah, Dice. No. <laughs> Perfect. Job done. Honestly, I'm actually very proud of myself for knowing what a ghillie suit was. That's what I had to look up, because I was like, I don't know if this is right. Nice. Very nice. I know shit. Um, we then had an interview with Josh Alexander after uh, they showed footage of last week when the reason he didn't help Motor City Machine Guns was because he was attacked by Shira in the hallway. Um, well, he ran into Raj Singh, to be fair, and didn't apologize. Oh, uh, yeah. So. So fucked up. Yeah, uh, fuck you, Josh. <laughs> um. So Josh says, I am Impact World Champion, and that means there are challengers coming after me all the time. I overcame Moose for this belt. I beat the undefeated Joe Doring. I can't back down from a challenge. Alex Shelley walks in and says, I understand this is a tough challenge. The biggest doesn't mean the best wrestler. What makes the best wrestler is skill, being the best. I'm not taking away anything uh, from Shara, but at emergence, you've got me. I want no plausible deniability. You put this on the line against me, I want to make sure I take it from the best. Uh, then we had Laredo Kid and Trey Miguel versus Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice. Right on. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. This was like one of the hardest matches for me to like pay attention to. Was it? It was so... I don't know why my brain just was not computing. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of back and forth at first. We get a team dropkick, though, from Trey Miguel and Laredo Kid to Zicky Dice. Um, Zicky decides to head out for a second. Um, avoids getting... Avoids the diving Trey Miguel. And then Swinger and Zicky get these weird, like, BDSM masks on. <laughs> and they, they they think they're identical. Yeah, they think they have twin magic. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is funny, because they've got two different masks on. Um, <laughs> Trey then dives out onto um, Zicky. 
Johnny Swinger, listen, Trey goes to the camera and vamps for a second. And while he's doing that, Johnny Swinger throws Zicky Dice away, like, out of the way. And, like, then he, like, tries to stand in his stead. But Trey notices, obviously. And shoves Johnny Swinger away. But Zicky Dice ends up getting getting a lariat off onto Trey. So it kind of works in its own special little way. Um... And then both Swinger and Zicky get um, an elbow to Trey, sending him to the ground. Um, but Trey gets a springboard, handspring, something or other uh, kick off of like the ear to Zicky. Laredo Kid gets in, hits a diving headbutt to Zicky, um, gets attacked by Swinger though. Uh, but then Laredo's in this position where he's over the knee of Zicky. And Johnny Swinger is about to come down onto him, and then Laredo Kid avoids it, sending Johnny Swinger right onto the knee of Zicky Dice. Um, and then in that moment, we get a frog splash to Zicky Dice from Laredo Kid for Laredo Kid to actually win. I did not expect him to get the pin. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Oh, God. I don't think this, yeah, this wasn't fi- uh, over five minutes either. This was, it was fine, though. Um, it's it's funny because Trey Miguel said recently that he wasn't that he didn't want to be booked in singles matches anymore. Now that he's reunited with the Rascals, um, so it's funny that he's he's in a he's not in a singles match. He's in a tag team match, but it's with Laredo Kid of all people. Um, well, the next probably like we don't need more people on our fucking payroll right now. Yeah, although you know? I I feel like we'll be seeing the Rascals on the. Impact yeah, soon. They seem like some impact yeah. people. Um, or we may not see Trey Miguel on impact for very long. That's also possible. So, backstage, we see uh, Brian Myers uh, being approached by Boopinder. Um, Myers says, I know what you're gonna, you're gonna say. You want a shot, but I was backstage shouting, who wants a title shot? And someone else stepped up to the plate. <laughs> so funny. His delivery is so good. <laughs> this was actually maybe my favorite promo of the night. Um, he says, get back in line. Someone else took it. He's like, who? Uh, Decay then walks in. And Kra- Krazy Steve. And Krazy Steve says, Black Taurus did. Not many people accept a challenge from Black Taurus. Um, but then Brian Myers is like, yeah, that's great and all. But we can't just make the matches. Scott Demore does. So once that's approved, uh, we'll see. But if he changes his mind, you never know. And Scott walks by and just oh, <laughs> casually says, match approved. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Demore is the best. He's, he's he so is. good. Um, Fucking hilarious. <laughs> so uh, Decay walks away and then... Brian Myers sullenly says a champion never says no to a challenge. He's still going to win that. Because I, I doubt... I'm sure. I doubt Black Taurus has, has any Twitter followers. In fact, let me let me find out how many Twitter followers. Well, it's it's weird that you would use that as your gauge because I know Bupinder's going to win it off of... Uh, off of... Uh... Brian Myers. Woo-wee! Yeah, that's his name. Got his name for a whole fucking second. Is it not Brian Myers? Yeah, it's Brian Myers. 
Black Tories does not have Twitter. Yeah, well, Bupinder's gonna beat him. Okay. Um, but does Black Tories have an Instagram? Oh, he does. He does have an Instagram, and he has 17,000 followers. Okay, that that's a start. What what's uh how many Instagram followers does Brian Myers have? Oh, three hundred and four thousand. Sorry, Black Tories, you're not winning this. What a shame! What a shame! Imagine that's actually how the title transferred. It's whoever has the most Twitter followers. That'd be fucking funny. <laughs> that'd be fucking hilarious. Yeah, that'd be so good. That would be so good. It would always be Matt Cardona holding it. Always. <laughs> Unless he has a broken arm. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, but uh, after that, we have the OVW uh, talent match. Timony, Tiffany, not Timony, Tiffany Nieves versus Jada Stone. Uh, and uh, Tasha Steeles is on commentary for this. Yeah, which is fucking hilarious. Um, also, Tom Hannafan could not say Nieves to save his fucking life. He kept saying Neves. Yeah, Tiffany Neves, and I was like, no, Tom. You're missing the eye. Yeah, unless, unless the announcer was pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, but I feel like they're given, like, cards. Like, you know how, like, at graduation, they're, like, you give them your card, and then, like, if you need to, you can spell out how, like, it's pronounced? Yeah. I get a feeling that they probably do that for, like, random talent. Yeah. I would hope, at least. Um, it would make sense. Someone's gotta be right. Yeah. Um, so Nevis doesn't seem to care for Jada. It's it's very clear who's the heel and who's the face here. Yeah. Um, she hits Jada with a power slam. Um, she basically dominates the entire first few minutes of this match. Um, she then goes after Jada, but Jada like backbends to avoid her, and then like Hurricane Rana's her, which was actually a really cool succession of moves. Um, she goes for the split leg moonsault though, but Nieves avoids, sends Jada into the corner. Um, and then Nieves ends up rolling up Jada and grabbing the rope and the referee doesn't notice. So she wins. Yeah. But then, but then someone comes out. Killer Kelly makes her return and attacks both Nieves and Stone, lays them both out. And she she looks strong as fuck. <laughs> um, her drop kick looked ridiculous. So I'm excited to see uh, all the matches she could have. Her versus Mia Yim would be really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but after that, we had a promo from Eric Young. I accidentally wrote Eric Tongue. I was typing way too fast. Um, so Eric Tung has a promo, and he says, you claim to, this is all paraphrased because I, I was behind on notes, he says, you claim to despise a sickness, but you didn't quell it, uh, Diener says, but Kushida showed up, Eric says, always be prepared for surprises, Diener says, we'll take out Kushida, Eric Young says, one thing at a time, first the machine guns, then Kushida, which essentially says, you're not seeing us for the rest of the night. Yeah. Um, then we had a video package for Alex Shelley, which is like a, a bunch of interviews from different talents. 
giving their their thoughts on Alex Shelley. One one person that appeared, Johnny Gargano. Jonathan Gargano. Yeah, that was cool as fuck. Yeah. Um, I don't think there were any other standout names from that. We had Chris Sabin. Uh, uh, who's who's the double J guy? James, James. Oh, Jimmy Jacobs. Jimmy Jacobs. That's it. Sorry, you said double J, and I was like, Jeff Jarrett was not a part of Jeff this. Jarrett was the only name that could pop into my head, and I was like, nope, definitely not him. Um, but yeah, it it, it was a pretty cool video package, basically saying that. Alex Shelley has never challenged for the uh, Impact World title ever and had, hadn't even been in a, in a number one contenders match. Yeah. And which is absolutely insane considering how long he's been in Impact for and how long he's been like around the world. Yeah. Um, but uh, right after that, we get Shira versus Josh Alexander. Yeah, and Shira just kind of like tosses Alexander, kind of shows off his strength, and then he gets hit with a couple lariats, one that finally sends him over the ropes. Um, we really just, it's a war of attrition for a pretty long period of time where it's just two big guys, two strong men, just pushing each other around. Um, Josh ends up crossbodying the back of Shira, and then Raj Singh pulls Josh off the apron, tries to push him into the steel steps, and Josh is like, please don't do that. The fuck? And Raj cowers away. Once we're back in the ring, Sheer ends up getting put into an ankle lock and taps out pretty fucking quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so after that, we had an interview with Moose where he says, there's no alliance with me and Macklin. I don't know why he was in my locker room because I wasn't there. Uh, if anyone's pissed off at Macklin, it's me because I didn't need him to taint my victory with Sammy Callahan. Uh, me and Macklin is not a thing. Then we get a promo from Honor No More where uh, uh, Vincent says Impact is trying to screw us. Heath attacked us. Uh, we are a group that takes... Oh no, Eddie says all this. We are a group that takes what we want. So let's go... So this was fucking hilarious. Let's go take it and get what we want. Uh, but then they immediately run to Scott Damore. And they politely, they politely chat with him. Uh, Vincent says, this is the second time Heath attacked. Uh, Scott Demore's just like, Heath's a pretty tenacious guy. Seems more your problem than mine. Uh, Matt Taven says, we pinned Gallows two weeks ago, where is our title shot? And suddenly you hear some shouting in the distance. They go run off after wondering where Mike Bennett is. And, uh, <laughs> Scott says to, to Eddie... Being a leader comes with problems, but I know you're up to the task. Scott walks away and Eddie just says, this isn't over, Scott. It's just like... If you're gonna book, like, a takeover, like, Honor No More, that's a takeover. They're a faction coming in trying to take over the, the show. Scott Demore is not phased one bit. Ever since they showed up, he has been, like, a step above them. Mm -hmm. He has made them look like chumps this entire time. Yeah. And, and what's the, the best part is later on, he, I'll, I'll go into more detail when we get to it, but he's, 
he could just straight up make them disband. He could he could snap his fingers and suddenly they poof like he's Thanos. Yeah. Uh, then we have a, a promo uh, starting with VXT, Deanna Perazzo and Chelsea Green. They're they're looking over some bachelorette party stuff. And then Havoc runs in and she says, "Did somebody say party?" People say I'm the life of the party. Rosemary and Taya run in. Rosemary says, there is no party. We told you not to run off. Do these people look like people we party with? We're defending our titles against them in emergence. They drag uh, uh, Jessica away before she comes back and is like, if you want to invite me, my name is Jessica with a C and a K. And then she's dragged back by Taya. I, uh, I didn't get to see this one. Hmm. I walked in when we got to the end, and I was like, <laughs> "Um." But then the then we go to the ring for the weirdest the weirdest shit. So Raj Singh is in the ring. For some reason, Raj Singh is about to deliver a promo in the middle of the ring. Uh, he says, "This is an injustice. Josh Alexander should be disqualified for what he did." Did he do anything weird? Like, did he... Did Josh do anything warranting a disqualification? No, I mean, unless he continued to beat up Shira after the match, because he did take his straps down, but I thought he was handed his title and fucked off, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that sounds like what Josh would do. Um, Raj says, The record books should read the Indian Lion defeated the walking weapon. I am not leaving until there is justice. Then the lights go out, and Sammy Callahan, for some reason, appears behind Raj. And he, he lays out Raj uh, with, the, with the cactus driver. And all to, all to grab the mic from him. It's like, if why did you have to do this? <laughs> There's probably a million mics waiting for you backstage. Gia's probably sitting back there waiting for you to do an interview. And instead, you decide to go out into the ring... Lay out Raj and take a mic that way. It's so bizarre. Uh, he's, he says, Hey Moose, I heard what you said. To be honest, I don't give a damn if you and Macklin work together. You both have a date with the death machine. Yeah, I, I mentioned this to you while we were watching. If, if it's a tag team versus Sammy, I mean, Sammy needs a tag partner. Mm-hmm. And... Sammy's tag partner, notably, is John Moxley. And uh, aid, and Impact's no stranger to having the AEW champion on Impact, so we might be seeing Mox on Impact very soon. Possible. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, then we had an interview with Mia Yim. She says, I came back to Impact to show the world that I, I can still go. I am better than before. Jordan, you are an amazing champion, but you'll see why I am the HBIC and the new Knockouts champion. Uh, But the audio feed then cuts out. We go to the commentators trying to transition. Their audio and eventually video cuts out. And Scott Demore is like panicking. He's running backstage. Uh, He he finds Honor No More attacking the, the production truck. He says, you guys have gone way too far. Why, uh, why do we have no signal? Um, 
Eddie's like, it's always our fault. You haven't wanted us here since day one. You deserve it. To be fair, to be fair to him not wanting you since day one, you guys came in and like, interrupted the fucking main event of a pay-per-view and then proceeded to, like, trash the place for the next several weeks. Yeah. There was a reason. That was the part that got me. <laughs> it's That was literally the part that got me there. He was like, you never want us here. And it's like, yeah, no, no shit. <laughs> They've been laying out. There was that whole story where they were attacking talent backstage every week. <laughs> it's like, it's like a burglar coming in and being like, trashing your apartment, stealing your shit and being like, you never wanted me here anyways. It's like, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't invite you in yeah Jonathan Gresham could still be appearing at Impact if it wasn't for him being attacked by by Eddie Edwards like the, the kerfuffle they caused on their entrance no wonder Scott wants them gone um <laughs> but then Scott's response is great he says that seems to be your guy's word you deserve it I deserve it fine I'll give you a chance uh, at those tag titles, five on five, honor no more versus Bullet Club. If you win, I'll give you a title shot. Um, but Jim Cornette didn't want us here, so he made a match. If we win, we stay. Uh, we get a shot. If if uh, we lose, we disband. So if you lose, you disband. He literally says, like he literally says, I have the power to take you guys away. It's so spooked so easily. Scared the shit out of me. Um. But yeah, so so at uh, I think at emergence, on no more versus bull club five on five. Title shot or disband? What do you think's gonna happen? I, I genuinely do not fucking know. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a title shot, but like. If they hear you, uh, it might be disband. <laughs> I, I, part of me thinks they'll disband because uh, Ring of Honor's back, and so this faction makes no sense anymore. Um, but at the same time, we know the Good Brothers are are leaving Impact. Um, and so that means they're gonna have to drop the tag titles, but there are no tag teams in the running right now. So there's not really anyone around to uh, to take them, except OGK. Unless, I don't know. I, uh, I'm trying to think, and I yeah. Johnny I, Swinger and Zicky Dice. Yeah, there you go. I mean, unless they're like, oh, we're fucking off here, Bay and Ace, have fun. Didn't they lose last week? Why do I feel like they lost last week? Um, lost what? Oh no! The, uh, Chris Bay and and Ace Austin beat OGK last week. So if anyone should have a title shot, I feel like we know who it is. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then Eddie kind of argues with that, saying you can't do that, and Scott's just like, yes, I can. <laughs> I'm the GM, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Um, Eddie's, like, straight up, like, 
he's like a child where he's like getting disciplined by his parents and he's like how could you it's like well eddie <laughs> you've been a fucking nuisance that's how yeah all right but then we have the main event right after that rich swan versus kushida and this was a, a 20 minute banger yeah we start with a little handshake we grapple a little bit um, eventually Kushida is grinding his elbows into the ribs of Swan before actively trying to twist the arms of Swan off and then falling with them, wrapped around his leggies. Um, we then get a dropkick that takes Kushida to the ground. It's so nice to talk about Kushida again. Yeah. Um, and to inevitably probably end up calling him Kush sooner Kush. or later. Um, we get some kicks to the side of Kushida and, like, it's, we, we start getting into that territory of, like, Oh, he could have kicked his kidneys, and that's something that's hard to come back from. Um, he then goes to chop Kushida and squarely slaps the post once we're ringside. Um, and I hate these po- I, I hate these spots so much. They make me, like, cringe. Because <laughs> I, too, have hit my hand into things very hard on, like, accident occasionally from time to time, and uh, wouldn't want to do it again. Especially if you if you don't know whether they hit their palm or the back of their hand on it. It's the back of their hand. Yeah. Like, that's a broken hand right there. Oh, even the palm sounds fucking awful. Yeah. Um, Kushida starts fighting back after he gets, like, ten little punches to the head. Um, gets a chin lock for his troubles. Um, but eventually Kushida gets the Pele kick and a Shote in the corner. He wants the armbar and gets it, but Swan ends up reaching the ropes pretty quickly. Um, he then drop kicks the arm of Swan, but Swan kicks Kushida. Um, and we go strike for strike for a little while. Um, like, each thing has a response here and there. Um, we then get a neckbreaker to Kushida after several kicks and a kickback as well. Um, Swan goes for the Phoenix Splash, but Kushida avoids it. Hits the hip toss drop kick to Swan. And then wants the hoverboard, but Swan turns that into a German suplex. Swan then goes up to top, but Kushida kicks him. Brings him to the mat. Gets the hoverboard lock to win the match. Yeah. Really fun match. Great finish, too. Um, I wonder if Kushida's going to stick around at all. Or, uh, well, I think he is. He's probably going to have, like, a six-man with Motor City Machine Guns and, and Violent by Design next week. Um, yeah. But as far as long-term, I doubt it. But it'd be cool. Be cool if he gets like a title shot. Yeah, I'm just happy that we're seeing him. Yeah, give him give him a match against Speedball. That match that that's match of the year right there. That would be a banger. Bangers and mash. All right, you wanna you wanna talk about some bests of the night? Yeah, let's do that. But before we get to the best of the night, once again, if you have a question for us, please leave it in the chat now so it's there when we move on to the questions after our predictions are over. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. And we'll get to it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash pinfallpodcast to chat with us live or DM us on Twitter at pinfallpodcast. All right. Um, now, once again, before we get to the best of the night, let me give a quick update on the top 10 wrestlers in pro wrestling. A little disappointing right now, to be honest. I'm being honest. Really? Yeah. Too many Dragon Gate people. I'm tired of these fucking Dragon Gate guys. All right. Um, number 10, 
And this is all in kayfabe, so wins, losses, all that shit. Number 10, the uwu champion of WWE, Roman Reigns. Number 9, from BJW, uh, Daisuke Sekimoto, which I believe is a, it's a deathmatch promotion, kind of. It's where Drew Parker mostly wrestles. Um, number 8, from Dragon Gate, Naruki Doi. Number 7, from Dragon Gate, Dragon Dia. Number 6, the interim AEW World Champion and GCW World Champion, John Moxley. Number 5, from Dragon Gate, Yuki Yoshioka. Number 4, uh, the Super Asia Champion of Gato Move, Balian Aki. Number 3, from Dragon Gate, Kaito Bishida. Number 2, from Dragon Gate, Kota Minora. And number 1, the King of Pro Wrestling Champion of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Shingo Takagi. Alright, hopefully uh, a lot of those Dragon Gate people can be filtered out very soon. Alright, so, promo of the night, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, there, I know, my, Brian Myers and Bupinder, yes, Alex Shelley did have a really good promo with Josh, but that was so short, I don't know, I'm kind of giving it yeah. to Eric Tung, I'm, I'm tempted, I'm not, so. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. You can do whatever you want, but. I mean, the, the VXT, the Vexed, and uh, Havoc stuff was pretty fun. Um, but it wasn't as fun as uh, Brian Myers and Boopender. It was probably. Yeah, was I also didn't promo. see that one, so. Yeah. So, Myers and Boopender. That is yes. promo of the night. Alright, let's talk about Wrestler of the Night. Here are your three choices. Rich Swan, Ace Austin, and Kushida. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Kushida. Kushida? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, alright. Finally, match of the night. There's only two to, to pick from here. And, uh, it's gotta be Rich Swan versus Kushida. Yeah, I don't think that there's really a question on that. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Alright, you, you ready for our SummerSlam predictions? Yeah, let me, uh, get into a good place to be taken. Now, for those who are Note. new to our predictions, for every pay-per-view, we uh, make predictions on the outcome of every match, and for every incorrect prediction, this is if we're doing a recap. If we're not doing a recap, we're just exchanging the title. Uh, however, for every incorrect prediction, we have to do a dab of hot sauce. And uh, whoever has the most correct predictions will be dubbed the Pinfall Podcast Prediction Champion and get the egg of victory. An egg in this trying time. Now I am the current reigning champion after Death Before Dishonor. Yeah, because the egg looks boring. What? I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? I said, I said the egg looks boring. The egg Bland, looks even. pristine. You don't go to the Museum yeah. of Modern Art and say, oh, that painting looks boring. You just don't go. I'm going to give it titties next. What? 
You're gonna give it. I'm gonna give it titties next. How dare you? Wow, wow! You heard it here, folks. Mark doesn't agree with titties. Goodbye, cat. All right, you ready to uh, do our predictions? For oh, I I forgot. Um, whoever has the most predictions is crowned the champion and gives a punishment to the loser. So, uh, are you ready to do predictions? I'm ready, Freddy. All right, so the first match on the card, a no-disqualification tag team match, the Mysterios versus Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Um... I'm going with Judgment Day. Yeah, I am too. Making it no DQ means that Rhea Ripley can get involved and it's a three on two. And then Dominic turns on him, on, on Ray. Hopefully that happens. Um, so next up, we have Logan Paul versus The Miz. I'm going with Logan Paul. I'm going with The Miz, but I am putting my DQ card on this match. Oh, can I put my DQ card on Judgment Day, then? That's literally a no-DQ match. <laughs> oh, wait, fuck. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, wait, never mind, sorry. I forgot. I was going to say, well, it, it, it does... <laughs> Uh, we kind of said that was just for like shady activity, but there is expected to be shady activity. So. Yeah. Never. Don't worry about me. Um. So Go you're on. picking Logan Paul. I'm picking the Miz. I feel like I don't know. I feel like with uh, Logan Paul trying to be much of a face, that might bite him in the end with the Miz. Um. Plus, in the Triple H era, I feel like Triple H will know who he has the longest investment in, and that's The Miz. Having The Miz win will carry them longer long-term uh, than just having Logan Paul win and have that big moment. It'd be better to, to push The Miz as a heel and uh, kind of bring back 2011 Miz as much as possible. Um, it's possible. Next up, we have Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. I'm going with Bianca. Yeah, me too. Bianca all the way, especially in Triple H's era. Bianca is his baby. Next up, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. For the SmackDown Women's um, Championship. Liv Morgan. I agree, Liv Morgan. This is a big one for her. She better win it. All right, next up uh, for the for the uh, undisputed tag team championships, the Usos versus the Street Profits with special guest referee Jeff Jarrett. The Usos. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna put my DQ card on this one. Oh, really? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett, 100% is gonna be in the Usos' pockets. But now remember the the DQ card is only for if the match ends in a in a no contest or a no DQ. last time last last week we agreed that it was for 
a match that is won via something that would have been considered a DQ. Like I said that I think Jonathan Gresham's going to win by like something low blow wise. I, I could have sworn and you said that was fine. I could have sworn we said it was if the result was a disqualification. We I I would like you to check the records. I believe we agree that it was not the case. I mean, do you want me to go back and that watch was... the podcast? I mean, actually, there's a very centralized way to find out because it was when we were talking about the predictions, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying that I believe I, I remember this correctly because I did put my DQ card on it at the end of the day, so and I know what I was arguing for. Well, the reason we made the DQ cards was because when a DQ would happen, when we have a prediction, we were confused on whether, on like what the the outcome is. Like whether it's completely nixed or if uh, the winner of the DQ wins. Um, well, I'm going with my prediction. You going with your prediction? I'm going with my with my DQ card. Okay, and that's low. And which one is that? The Usos versus Street Profits. Yeah. Okay. Um. So next up, Bobby Lashley versus Theory for the United States Championship. Um, this is a harder one, but I think Bobby Lashley. I think Bobby Lashley too, just because there's been like little story surrounding this, and now that you have Theory as the Money in the Bank briefcase holder, his story has been less about Bobby and more so about Roman and Brock. So essentially. What matters here is what will take Theory to the main event. Will it be beating Bobby? Or will it be losing to Bobby? And and if he beats Bobby, I don't think he's gonna like he's not gonna try and be a double champion. I don't think they would write it that way. Um but if he loses, that pretty much guarantees he's losing that cash-in. And we all know that cash-in's happening tonight. Tonight? Or, not tonight, SummerSlam. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, next up we have Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. Um, I'm going with Pat McAfee because everybody loves Pat McAfee. You know, I I originally put down Pat McAfee, but I'm switching it to Happy Corbin, and here's why. Corbin or uh, Pat McAfee beat Theory at WrestleMania. He's got a win. He's got a big win. Why should he beat Corbin? Like, what is accomplished by doing that? I don't know. I like the idea. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not asking you. I, I'm, I'm more so asking like, like, WWE creative Triple H now. Like, what's, the, what's the purpose? Um, I, I feel like that wouldn't do any good, having Pat win and just chumping Happy Corbin. Corbin and The Miz both need their wins to, uh, at SummerSlam. I keep wanting to say tonight. 
Um, but anyway. Next up, finally the main event. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the undisputed uh, WWE Championship um, in a last man standing match. I'm going with Roman. Yeah, it's Roman. I mean, we know Brock's leaving after this match. <laughs> yeah. We know he's gone. That's where my head's at. Um, but, oh God, it's just, it seems so disappointing to think that this pay-per-view might just end with Roman holding up both titles, Theory down on the ground after a failed cash-in, and then fade to black. Like, is that really where yeah. we take it? Unless someone debuts, maybe Seth comes... I don't know. Or Solo Sokoa. People are saying that Solo Sokoa might debut. What is... Is that a big... I mean, it's Triple H. No. I don't know. I, I feel like Seth is going to get involved. I think... It's possible. The way he confronted Roman at the end of, of Raw... Um... And or not really confronted, but but stared down Roman. They have unfinished business. But how how could he get involved? It's like I mean, things can change Friday. They could suddenly make Bobby versus Theory a triple threat with Seth. Seth steals the money in the bank briefcase. And cashes in. I don't know. <laughs> I'll take it. I don't know. Like, because you can't make a last man standing match a triple threat. Unless it's the first of its kind. I don't know. This whole Seth situation is a wild card right now. But. That's all of our predictions. Um, if more matches are announced on Friday or any time prior to SummerSlam time, we will make our predictions on our own and then go over them when we recap the show. Um, yeah. So there could be more predictions than this. It's already a pretty big card as it is. Yeah, I was just saying, I, I, I really hope that they don't add more. Yeah. Quite a bit of matches already. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so tune in uh, on Sunday to see how that goes. Follow us on Twitter at Pinfall Podcast to see if anything changes with our broadcast schedule. All right, Liz, would you like to close out the show? If you tuned in today, thank you so much. If you tune in the future, thank you so much. Hopefully, these episodes are on Spotify soon. Um, please tune in on potentially Sunday. Um, but if you don't tune in on Sunday, or rather, please tune in to our Twitter because we'll tell you if we're streaming Sunday. There you go. That's what I was gonna say. Mark, back to you. Throwing it back. I wish we were doing. Gotta catch it. There you go. I wish we were doing. I was throwing a ball. I broke the... I snapped that ball in half. Uh, I wish we were doing a live watch-along for this, but... Unfortunately... Or, not yeah. unfortunately. Um, we, have, we have a birthday to attend to. 
So we will uh we will for sure be talking about SummerSlam one way or another, whether it's on Sunday or uh, on Monday. But thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. All of our stuff. Twitter, Twitch, Spotify, and YouTube is all Pinfall Podcast. Join us at upfworld.com because there is a new episode of the UPF uh, out now. And new one coming out pretty soon. So check that out if you enjoy stuff like Pokemon uh, competition, wrestling. It's all amalgamated there. Um, we'll see you on potentially Sunday for SummerSlam. But if not, join us on Monday because we've got our 2K22 battle. The brands, we got our own SummerSlam lined up. Big main event, Samoa Joe versus Tommaso Ciampa. Title for title in the Stardust Wrestling. A co-main event, El Desperado versus Drew Gulak for the PCW World Championship. Uh, it's going to be a submission match. Submission match. It's going to be a great card. It'll be a great time. Uh, bet your channel points and all that. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you on Sunday. But until then, have a great start to your weekend, great rest of your week, and uh, we'll see you then. Bye-bye.